Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Dr. Ray here, and I got some cool stuff to talk about today. Um, so let's get started. All right, so the first thing I wanna talk about is that um, I wanna talk about my guests that I had on this week. So I had some cool guests come on and get to talk to y'all. And uh, I wanna talk about my show in general. So this, what I'm doing right now, what I'm doing today, I am looking for some help doing this basically my idea is that I just want to have some people to talk to and you know when I'm talking about like all the stuff that's been happening in world life all that stuff get some other feedback and some other people joining in so if you're interested in coming on here and you know meeting once a week for about 30 minutes um, just to talk uh, let me know and you can come on here. Well, first, to start out, we'll just try it out. Come on one time, see if you like it, see if we mesh well, all that good stuff. And we can talk about the details. So if you're interested, let me know. All right, so let's talk about my show this week, some cool stuff in tech that happened, and just some different things. So first of all, um, I interviewed, I did two interviews this week, and I got another cool one coming up in about a week and a half. So let's talk about my two guests that I interviewed this week. So the first guest that I interviewed um, was Justin Jacobson. Justin is an esports and entertainment lawyer. Really interesting, fascinating job that he has. Really cool career to go through and uh, see what he's done. So basically, you know, he deals with like trademark and copyright and negotiating your contract, which is a super fascinating topic in the esports world because it's not something we think about. One of the big things, so one of the big takeaways that I got from the interview was just about protecting your gamer tag. And I think like, wow, my gamer tag, I use it for every game. Um, I, my students know me it from Discord and everything. And while I don't personally probably need to trademark it because I don't make any money from it, I'm like actually considering it. Like, wow, maybe I should. And I think it's something that my students or other people who are up and coming professional gamers that are probably gonna make money from this gamer tag need to trademark it the same way that you would trademark like Mickey Mouse or whatever it else. The example he used was Kid Rock, you know, a singer, whoever. You got to trademark your name or like a sports team or something. You got to trademark the name. So I think that was a cool takeaway from his interview. Really cool interview. Go watch it. In fact, you know what's awesome? He invited me to his show next Friday. So I will be on his esports podcast next Friday. So it'll be cool. I will definitely post the link and everything for y'all. Um, on my LinkedIn and Twitter pages and stuff. So if you follow me there, I'll post that. But you should definitely listen. You should definitely listen to his interview. Really cool and interesting aspect of esports. All right. My second guest that I interviewed yesterday, I randomly did two in one week. So usually when I do these things, I like to have, um, you know, one guest a week, but it never works out that way. <laughs> they happen to be back to back because basically, you know, whenever the uh, the people that I'm interviewing can do it, uh, I want to, I, I, you know, I got to make sure that I'm there for their schedule. So I did two back-to-back -back interviews. So my second interview was yesterday. Bruce Baumgart. If you haven't heard of Bruce Baumgart, look up the game Space War and look up first video comp game competition ever. Bruce, the, the first video game competition ever took place in 1972. It was with the game Space War at Stanford University. And basically it was a, there was an advertisement and someone said, hey, we're going to give you a free year of Rolling Stone, some free beer. We're going to publish a story about this in Rolling Stone, and we're going to have this Olympic video game competition at Stanford University. So he, Bruce, 
was happened. He worked at the Stanford lab and he was getting his PhD there. So he was able to play this game all the time. Um, and what's funny is he said that, so there were, I think there were around like 24 competitors. What's funny is he said during the interview is that there was one guy who he knew was better than him. And that guy went to like tap dancing lessons or something like that, that night, instead of going to the game competition. So Bruce goes down in history as the winner. And the person who was better than him missed out because he went to, he just randomly happened to do something else different that night. Really fascinating, really cool to talk about him. So some of the things when I do these interviews is like the things you learn about them pre and post interview are awesome. So uh, one of the things, so I'm sitting there post interview or pre interview talking to Bruce. We're just kind of getting to know each other and I'm taking my Rubik's cube and I'm just spinning it around. And he's like, you know, cause I do this sometimes. So I have these here whenever I'm in like a meeting and I'm not really being like, I'm, it's one of those meetings where I don't necessarily, I need to be there, but, and I, maybe I need to answer some questions, but I can, I, sometimes I twirl my Rubik's cube out of habit. I also have a habit where I fiddle with my pen while I'm thinking. Sometimes I do this while I'm thinking as well. I spin it. And when I'm in a meeting, I don't know, I'm actually putting it together, which I put most of this one together already. Um, but I was sitting here, we were talking and I was just spinning and he's like, oh, you love the Rubik's cube. And he pulls out like three, he's like, oh, I love these things. I always do them when I'm thinking. And I go, <laughs> he pulls out multiple and he's like, see how much I like this? And I was like, dude, I've got like multiple of them as well. Like those little kind of interactions i just live for like that's so cool just to see that side of someone and see how like people like that think and it's cool when i see something like oh we have the same like habit like that's pretty it was interesting fascinating neat um so i i enjoyed that it was a good conversation you should definitely check out that interview um He's a really cool guy, really down to earth. He sent me a couple emails afterwards being like, this was so much fun, that kind of stuff. Like just super cool guy. Like it's so nice when you talk to people who are, you know, have really, really made it. Like he's a multi, you know, he sold companies. You know, he said during the interview that he could have retired after he sold some of his companies. You know, he went to Stanford, PhD, he went to Harvard. Super, super brilliant guy. And, uh, you know, is going down in history as the first guy to ever win a video game, first human to ever win a video game championship. And, uh, you know, which is just amazing. So it was really cool to talk to him and really exciting. But I got another cool interview guest coming up, not next week, the week after. No, I'm taking a break next week from interviews. I got so much other stuff to do. Um, so that's that. It was pretty cool. And uh, so my background that I have here today that you see like behind me, this is actually my desk at work. Um, no, this is a picture of it. I'm at home, but I'm just, I'm playing around with different virtual backgrounds. I got to find one I really, really, really like. Um, and when I move, I'm talking about the moving process soon. When I move, I'm going to set up a really just cool background where I really don't have to use a, I mean, I, I still want the option to always use a virtual one, no matter what, because there are going to be times when I need like a plain, just, uh, you know, white or blue or black or green, whatever. I always need a virtual background. Now, my virtual background I'm using right now is simply a sheet. I do have a projector background, but I'm using a sheet here. Let me show you my background really quick. I can do that for y'all. So you can see what my background looks like right now. See? Oh, you can see like the whole Zoom thing. Let me shut that off. 
So you can see I'm simply just in a green screen. This is just a sheet, actually. Um, and you can see, like, Zoom does such a good job at getting, like, I don't even have to worry about, like, ironing or getting these few creases out. Zoom does such a good job of doing it that I don't need to worry about that. Um, I actually really like Zooms. So I'm using Zoom to play my video right now. And let me get this, uh, this image back here. What is that? Oh, that's pretty cool. Hold on. This is uh this is all this is actually my office at home. <laughs> Let's go back to my work office. I use my office at home a different video. So this is my work office because I was talking telling you about it. So this is my my background with my work office. These are all computers that I had as a kid growing up. That's a a typewriter. These are all my dad's and he gave them to me. They were sitting at home and you can see there's a little Mac there behind me. This computer right here, you see that little signature right there by my finger see that little signature that says was yeah that's signed by steve wozniak founder of the guy who created invented founder of apple computers signed that i've told this story a bunch of times great conversation piece when people come and check out my work office is that uh my mom waited in line held that thing not the monitor just the bottom part of it held it for like four hours five hours in line to get his autograph at a conference and he signed it for. So that's awesome. That's in my work office, super cool. And uh, I love that story. Um, so anyway, okay, so that's that. Uh, another thing, uh, they Apple announced iPhone 12 this week. Um, kind of cool, that was like a big tech thing this week, the big tech thing that came out. Um, I have the iPhone 11 Pro. There's no way I'm updating to the new iPhone. I mean, we've gotten to this point where, uh, you know, it's like, do I need to re? Uh, do I need to upgrade to the new Apple Watch or do I need to upgrade to the new iPhone? Because rather than it being like a significant change in technology, it's really just a small incremental upgrade. So I'm not gonna upgrade to the iPhone 12. The big difference with the iPhone 12, the one thing, I mean, yes, it has a nice camera, but man, so does my iPhone 11 Pro. Um, and do I, you know, this was like 12 to $1,500, like do we need to spend that again every year? So um, one of the things to think about is do I need 5G? And I know that's like what the big iPhone announcement was mostly about was the 5G thing and so here are the issues. First of all, 5G is only available in very few select cities in the United States. Not only is it available in select cities in the United States, it's only available in like certain blocks of those cities. So if you don't live in those city blocks where there's 5G on your network right now, um, there's absolutely no point in you upgrading for 5G. Um, so consider that, because it's just totally I like as we're just not there. We're not ready for it. Maybe in a couple years. I mean, who knows? Maybe next year we will be, but we're not right now. And uh, it's interesting. So if you are a member, depending on what phone service you're a member of, some of the companies are defining 5G a little differently from one another. Um, so be very careful of that because like, I'm not gonna mention companies' names, but let's just say that some of the companies are saying they have 5G internet service on the phone and really it's 4G and they're calling it 5G because with 5G speeds should be much quicker than your cable at home and that's not what you're getting there there you have like a you know crummy version of 5G that they're giving you so but real 5G right now we just don't have it it's it's not worth it so anyway 
that's my thoughts. New iPhone, should you get it? I mean, if you're on like the iPhone 8 or something like that, yeah, you, you need to upgrade. It's, it's time to upgrade. If you have the 11, yeah, I think you're pretty good. Maybe the one before that, like I think that's what my wife has, like the XR or something like that. Yeah, she needs to upgrade to the 12. Um, so yeah, that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was announced this week, kind of cool. Um, nice announcement. Um, another thing happening. So I had a student, students always ask me this, and for some reason I lost the link. So I'm looking through all the financial aid stuff. How much is it to attend college? And I have a link to financial aid. So here's the problem with that link. So students are always like, how much does it cost? You send them this link to how much it costs to join UNCW, to come into my esports program is what the question was. And I have a link to our cost of attendance right in the frequently asked questions. So it's like, well, why won't students just look at that? Two problems. Here's what universities don't give you. And this is, I can't figure this out for the life of me, why they can't just tell you the cost. They give me a cost of tuition, but they don't explain what that means. What does that mean? What happens if I only want to take one class? Do I have to pay that full amount? Like, how much is just one class? Can you just tell me that? Um, no, they give you this tuition price. But I don't necessarily know what that includes. They don't define it. Like, explain and define what tuition means. Tell me how much it is to take one class. Okay, so there's... Then, when they give me the breakdown of how much it does cost, they say tuition, fees... And then they give you like 10 other things and they say cost of attendance. So let me just use UNCW as an example. Tuition is like for an undergrad student on campus is like 4,700 a year, 4,500 a year. Really cheap actually. UNCW is extremely reasonable <coughs> college. Fees were like 2,000 something and that includes like athletic fees and use the gym and technology and all that kind of stuff. Okay, it's pretty good cost actually. And off campus, your fees were only like 400 bucks. So we're talking like a $5,000 cost of attendance for UNCW. So multiply that times four, $20,000 for to attend, get a four year degree. Now here's what's weird about this like whole attendance thing. When you actually start to go down and in addition to cost of attendance, they show you all this other stuff like, um, like beep heard an email i just better make sure it's not something super like i'm missing a meeting or something nah we're good um when they show you that cost of attendance they show you like all these fees below it and these are here's what's weird about these fees so first of all they say like cost of attendance and fees okay that's like your tech and everything then the next fee they'll say like transportation fee housing food uh health insurance health all this health insurance, like all this stuff that isn't part of the university. Now, yes, can students who are attending UNC, and then they give you the price, they say cost of attending UNCW, and it's like 25 grand a year. And it's like, well, what does my car payment, like they literally have transportation and car payment there. What does that have to do with my attendance? Now, I get that like, if I want to live in the dorm, there's a price to that. But regardless of me living in the dorm or anything, where I'm living, there's a cost associated. Like, no matter what a student's doing, no matter what an 18-year-old's doing, whether they're living at home, whether they're living in a dorm, whether they're living in an apartment, whether they're wherever, guess what? They have to pay for room. I mean, unless their parents are just paying for their room at home and it's part of the mortgage. They have to pay for food. They have to have, there's a car payment. They somehow, there's health insurance involved. So why is it that when UNCW or any college gives me the cost of attendance to attend there, 
They tell me the cost in that and include all that stuff in it. I can't figure it out. It actually make when I look at the website, I'm like, oh, this is the cost of attendance, like twenty five grand a year. When I go in and look and I'm like, no, the cost is actually like five thousand dollars a year. It's just really bad user interface design. Um, make it very clear. Cost of attendance should say five grand. Then, hey, here's all this other stuff you might possibly need. And it could cost you, the, you know, these are other expenses sometimes students factor into getting financial aid. Boom, so much easier and better explanation. So I totally think that they need to do that. Um, okay, anyway, just because I was asked that question today and thinking about it, it's on my mind and I'm like, oh, really? This website, come on, be better than that. It's not just my university, it's all universities. They really just need to make it, I mean, they do a good, I will admit, at least at UNCW, they are doing a good job of explaining the fees. You can actually click the fees link and they say like, this much goes to athletics, this much goes to like activities on campus, this much is going to the rec, this much is, they do a good job of breaking that down. So thank you, good. It's not, I'm not complaining. I just think the information's organized incorrectly and it's giving an incorrect message, that's all. Reminding me of school, um, my kids are at school right now. My wife's picking them up. Um, so kids are going back to school across the United States and coronavirus cases are going up. So um, we're hoping for the best, but you know, they were really excited. They went and, you know, so first of all, the way they're attending is their school's doing the half the class goes Monday, Tuesday, half the class goes Thursday, Friday. And basically, you know, so the classes are half the size. So the kids are spread out. They're wearing masks. They're washing hands a lot more. They're doing a lot of good things that will help prevent germs. And I think the biggest thing they're doing is having fever checks in the morning. I think that's beautiful. I think they should do that. They should have been doing that forever at schools. Like how, like, you know how many parents send their kids when they have a, the kid has a fever or the parents don't even know, or the parents do know that kid gets everyone else sick. And like how much work dollars lost, how much of society is lost because of that. That fever check, I think, is awesome. So I think that's cool, and we'll see how it goes. Like, am I a little nervous about it? Yeah, but I think they need it, and they're excited about it. Um, so it's cool. So, so far, so good. You know, our kindergartner was like, I met a friend, <laughs> and like, you know, you know, it was, it, so it seemed like good, and we're excited and glad they have some sense of normalcy. I just hope we get through this thing, and they get a vaccine, and it's like safe, and we can all take it, and like be back to normal soon. Um, that's like my big hope, but you know, so far so good. I hope cases don't continue to rise and that we can keep the kids in school like they are right now. Cause I think they need it. Even two days a week is like a huge, awesome thing for them right now. Um, so, you know, let's, let's keep that up. So good job there. Uh, schools at least doing a good job. I'm happy with that. Oh, another cool thing. Listen to this. So apparently, at least in my County, the kids get free breakfast and lunch at school for the rest of the school year. You know why that's awesome? Because I'm putting in like $100 a month on kids' lunches. And now I get to save that money. So at least my tax dollars are going to something that is benefiting me. I mean, it's nice. It's cool. I think they should maybe always do that, especially if they have the money. I don't know. Maybe they don't. I, I don't know. Um, I don't want to argue about like tax dollars right now or anything like that. Um, but... 
I do think it's cool and it's nice. And at least those two days a week, my kids get free breakfast and lunch that I don't have to pay for. It's only like, I'm really saying, saving like $6 a week or something like that because their school lunches are, it's nothing. But hey, money's money. You always got to save it. Reminding me of money. Another topic I wanted to talk about is I don't think people, man, this topic, I know I've talked about it before. I totally don't think people understand how rent and mortgages work. I, I just think people just have no idea. I think that there are people who understand how mortgages work. There are people who understand how rent, like rent, like the renters work, but there's tons of people that they only understand one of those topics and not both of them and how they work together. People just, oh man. So like, okay, let's say that I have a mortgage on a house and with my mortgage and my taxes and insurance all combined, my house is, a, it costs me a thousand dollars a month. So, and I'm just using that as an example. I have a feeling that people assume that I should be renting that house out for a thousand dollars a month. Um, because that's what I pay. And people are like, well, how can you charge $1,500? You're just making $500 a month. People don't realize that's totally not how this works at all. So let me explain it. And I've explained this before because it just bothers me to no end that I see people just with so much misinformation and they really don't want to be informed. Like if you, if you think you know it, why don't you just look it up and verify that what you're saying is correct? Even in the real estate forum and Reddit, half the realtors on there are getting it in. I'm like, what is going on? Y'all are, do y'all not understand how this works? So first of all, let's say I have a house, I pay $1,000 a month on it and I rent it out for 1,500. No, that does not mean I make $500 a month. Not at all. The way you pay taxes on a house is first of all, that $1,500 times 12 goes on to my salary. I get, I don't get to discount the full entire mortgage against my taxes. So first of all, that $1,000 that I am paying is not 100% discounted from my taxes at all. So there's that problem. That's, uh, that's problem one. Um, second problem is that even if I'm getting like a nice cash flow of $500 a month, that doesn't mean that that's profit. Let me tell you why. So first of all, every time something goes wrong in the house, guess who my renters call? Me. Guess who gets to pay and fix it? Me. So it comes out of that. So let's say it's 500. Let's say I make $500 a month. What's five times 12? 60, I make $6,000 a year. Guess what happens if the AC goes that year? I probably end up spending like six to $10,000 on the AC and I don't make anything. In fact, I'm going to have a negative balance for the year. Um, usually I've got like two or three things happen per year, like about around a thousand to two thousand dollars in maintenance. So we're already down to four thousand dollars. Then I have to switch renters out, and I got to pay someone to paint it. That's like a thousand dollars. I got to fix the holes in the wall. I got to do this. I got to do that. And guess what? When it comes down to it, I end up making like out of that six thousand dollars I make a year plus my taxes and everything else. And after I figure it all out at the end of the year. I probably would end up with a profit around $4,000. On a good year, I would make around $4,000. For me to buy that house, probably a $200,000 house, based off the rent numbers that I just gave you, I would have had to put down a solid 50 grand to buy it. Um, 
So off my 50 grand, I make about 8%. That's 8% after all the work that I just told you I had to do to rent it out and all this stuff. Um, if I would have put my money in the stock market, I'd make an average of 7.5%. And guess what? That would mean me just putting that 50 grand in and not having any work, no trouble, no hassle. So when we complain about renters and people doing this, we have to remember that it's not the the amount they're making is not really that great unless they fully paid for it and own it or outright they're really not making that much money it's a very slow process to make money from renting something out it's not easy it kind of sucks big time as a landlord to have to deal with everything and you're really not making that much more than the stock market so it's almost not worth doing it and renting is an awesome service man when i moved to like, I've lived in like 10 different places in the last 20 years. Every time I moved, like it was awesome being able to rent a house. Like I'm thanking those people for having houses available that I could rent. I didn't want to have to buy. And there are a lot of people out there that don't always want to buy. It doesn't make sense. They just want to rent. Maybe you want to be live somewhere for only six months and you're going to move. Like you don't want to buy a house. So it is an awesome service. Um, are there problems? Absolutely. There are problems with everything in life, but I'm talking in general really not that bad so anyway just bugs me and irks me and annoys me and uh, i'm getting all these texts from my wife so i'll tell you why i'm not answering them right now <laughs> i'm gonna tell you why i'm getting all the texts um so we today we did the uh we met with the builder because we're building a house and uh we had to like pick out all the colors and everything like that well no, I sat there while my wife picked out all the colors and everything, but she's still like texting me like, cause we still have to pick out a few things, but we picked out like the color and kind of carpeting we're getting, the kind of like sinks we're gonna have and like everything like that. And honestly, I don't care about, I care about one thing in the house. I care about an office and whatever color they paint the office, I'm gonna paint it anyway, a different color. So I don't care. I tell my wife, I'm like, I'm buying an office for myself. I'm buying you a house. <laughs> I, cause I have no, outside of this room that I'm in right now, I have no say about anything in my house. Um, and it's fine. Like she likes to decorate. She wants it to look the way she wants it to look like. That's completely fine with me. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. Um, I have one room and I can do whatever I want to in here. Cause it's my office. It's a studio. It's where my video games are. It's my space. And I can do what I like in it. So I'm excited. And I also found out that my new office, oh, hold on. How much bigger is it? Uh, let's see. Let me do these calculations really quick. Let's see. Five by, oh, that's not very much. Um, well, the room is bigger. It didn't seem very bigger when I just did it. I think I messed up my calculation. Um. <laughs> uh, because it looked like it was only 15 square foot bigger when I just did my cake, which is like nothing. But um, my office is going to be bigger. It's going to be five feet wider and three feet in length. So bigger than my current one. So I'm going to have more space. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. I'll be a little less cramped and the room's going to be a lot better. Um, I'll have to show you guys like my full office sometime, what the room completely looks at like right now, but it's actually a mess because I've started cleaning and organizing because we're moving in like six months. I'm just way ahead. And uh, so I'll have to show you my new one when it's actually done and built because I'm going to build like a desk. So what I'm going to do, my plan is right now, I'm going to build like a desk that completely wraps around me. So I'm going to have a front 
like I have now, a side like I have now, and then I'm going to have a back. I want to have a back that's like set up with, so these computers behind me in this picture, I might actually bring them home from my office of work and set them up as a display in my office space, um, which would be pretty cool. And I still want to have the, you know, the virtual green screen options. So anyway, that's all that's going on. Um, just a reminder, I am looking for people who would want to come on during this, you know, 20, 30 minutes that I talk each week and talk about them. Maybe we'd even make it like 45 minutes to an hour show and come up with some topics and basically just chat each week. Um, so I'm looking for people who are interested in being on YouTube, interested in being on camera, who would want to do something like this and uh, join me. Um, we would try it out at first. Maybe you'd come in for an episode. Maybe you come in for two or three episodes, work it out, figure out if, if you enjoy it, figure out if you fit well. Um, we pick a time and everything like that and uh, see how it works. Because I think it could be cool. And um, yeah, I just want some people to talk to when I'm doing this. So I think that would be exciting. So if you are interested, please send me a message. You got my website, raypastor.com. Send me a message on there. Any of my emails, social media, you know, I've got 5,000 ways to contact me. So even post it in the YouTube chat, let me know. Um, comment on the video and let me know. And uh, yeah, no, I think it would be cool. And I, I just want to work with some people. I think it's fun. Like it's always exciting to hear other people's opinions and thoughts on everything. Um, and give someone a chance to talk about what's going on in their life a little bit, like how I talk about my house and making a surfboard and stuff. You could tell me some cool things, but mostly we would be talking about like the, the intro stuff, like talking about some of the guests, different things we did, maybe uh, talking about like, uh, just when I'm talking about like the price of UNC debt, like what do you think about that stuff? What do you think about the new iPhone? Like what are your thoughts on it? So I think it would be cool to talk to someone. So uh, anyway, if you're interested in that, you let me know. Otherwise, y'all, I think that's it for today. Um, it's Friday, so have a good weekend. 